ora, Vainantia from the Family Life New Zealand podcast, and welcome. This is another episode of the Family Life New Zealand podcast, and with me, not in the room, but on the Zoom today, I've got Neil and Cheryl Josephson. Now, Neil and Cheryl Josephson are our directors for Family Life Canada, and also the creators of the Marriage Mentoring Initiative. Neil, Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Great to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. We've um, we connected about a year ago, just over a year ago, when I started my role. Such a great discussion, and then lockdown happened. You know, the world sort of turned digital, and I don't know why we haven't caught up since. But um, today we thought, you know, our next uh, episode is going to be on marriage mentoring, and who better to get on the show than the two of you guys who actually, you know, started with this idea and this initiative? So I want to ask you a bunch of questions about marriage mentoring today. But before we go there, just uh, tell us a bit about yourself and your role, what it is that you get up to um, in Canada with Family Life and, and the ministry that you're leading. Great. We'll, we'll be happy to do that. But first of all, let me just say marriage mentoring is our favorite thing to talk about. So you Come you on. Get so we've been directing Family Life Canada for almost 11 years now. And before that, we were marriage pastors in a church. And before that, Cheryl was a news broadcaster and now is a prophet of Bible college and so uh, we've done a few different things in our life, but I don't know if anything matters as much to us as trying to see homes centered and strong uh, in faith and love and to see marriages grounded in Jesus Christ. And so we're really enjoying what we're doing. That's what we get up in the morning to do. We have two mm -hmm. grown sons, both married with four grandchildren between them. And we live in the, on the west coast of Canada. So that's about all you need to know about us. <laughs> and visiting New Zealand is on our bucket list. Totally it is. So we got to get there Come sometime. On. Come on. We'll, we'll have to get you over. We'd love That'll that. That'll be good. And uh, just real briefly, going back even a little bit further, why marriage? Like, why is this such an important topic for you? And how did you guys get involved? And how did you say yes to committing to, like, making this your thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to, I'm going to start because it was a God thing for me. Absolutely. A God thing. I, I mean, I loved our own marriage and I loved our own family, but I had no sort of vision for helping other marriages and families, but God called us to this church in California. It was a very large church, about 10,000 people, and they had no marriage ministry. And we got called to this church to start a marriage ministry. Okay. And we really felt like God had asked us to do that. So out of obedience, we went and then we had to learn. Then the laboratory began. So it, it's one of those interesting things where the passion really wasn't there. We responded in obedience to what we felt was God's call. But I'll tell you, from day one on the job, the passion started to grow until, uh, honestly, it's now sort of like cut us and we bleed marriage and family ministry. We because wow. we've seen so much health come out of it, and I, I don't think there's anything that has the same sort of rewards as quickly as marriage and family, helping marriages and families get stronger. Now I'll let you yeah. answer your question. I'll add two Same things way. to that. One of them is this, that um, I think marriage is just this incredible place for God to remake us. I think yep. marriage is this unbelievable workbench. So if yep. God wants to teach you patience or forgiveness or uh, commitment or trust, man, he can do that on the workbench of marriage so effectively. So I think it's this incredible place of discipleship, frankly. So marriage is so important that way. And then second, I originally started off as a public school educator, 
then spent uh, most of my career teaching at a one-year school of discipleship. Maybe people are familiar with the YWAM or Cape and Ray kind of thing. So I'd watch these young, young adults or teenagers when I was in public school and just the unbelievable impact that the home has. In fact, I would say everybody listening to your podcast, they're either living out of the strengths that their home has given them or they're compensating for the uh, liabilities their home has given them, the one they grew up in. And frankly, we're all probably doing a little bit of both. The home is so important and at the core of the home is how's the marriage. So those are two other reasons we're passionate. Mm -hmm. Now, you already touched on two things there that I I just want you to elaborate a little bit on, because as you know, many of our listeners are from a faith background. And I guess all of our listeners know that our, our approach to marriage is really saying, hey, can we resource you in your marriage with some practical ideas, tips that you can uh, implement to make your marriage better? But then also at the core of, of our belief is the whole faith journey and the relationship with Jesus Christ and the fact that marriage is an idea that started in the Christian context. Now, not all of our listeners are Christian and some of them might be on a journey, but you mentioned a few things there like felt God calling me into this and then also <laughs> background in being a Bible pastor. To our listeners maybe that do not come from a faith background, how do you just maybe rephrase that or, or speak to that or talk about you know your desire without obviously saying, we know that's where you're coming from and um, we're not trying to impress on anybody our beliefs. But yeah. I guess if, if our belief has value and that's something you want to adopt, then there's that invitation right there. Yeah. So I will tell you this. I think everything that helps marriages and families applies to people of every faith or no faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tools, the, the things that you teach, the things that you you um, share with the people in your network are, are valuable to people no matter where they're at in their faith journey. And this, it's the same with us. Our belief is that at some point, everybody who's trying to become a better person is going to have some questions about faith. And I particularly think in this relationship of marriage, I think it's really hard to do and to do it well. And I think we could all use a little supernatural help when it comes to loving when we don't feel like loving, forgiving when we don't feel like forgiving, doing things that we, putting somebody else's best interests ahead of our own is a hard thing to do. Um, Inevitably, I think we come to the end of ourselves and are looking for some help in trying to live out this beautiful relationship of marriage. So I, I think it's a wonderful common ground for us of all faiths. We all care about the relationships in our lives. If we're married, we care most about our partners, our children. We're all looking for a little bit of help in this area. And I think it's it's just common ground for us. Mm. So yep. we come from a Christian faith background. I actually love having God at the heart of our marriage and the center of our life because it feels like we're empowered and enabled to do things we couldn't do on our own. But yep. everything we teach is of value to everybody. Does that make sense? And I love that you share to go beyond yourself, you need some supernatural input. And I I guess for me, when I'm thinking about some of our listeners and some of our audience that may say, look, do I have to be a Christian to have a great marriage? Well, it certainly helps. But, you know, along the way, I I do believe like one of our biggest calls as, as Christians in the world and this is maybe not something that people hear every day, but I think our call is to not be a Christian for the Christians only, but for Christians and non-Christians. And and that's what we believe, like our faith drives us. It compels us to do the work that we're doing, 
but we're not an exclusive group. Actually, we're a group called to love on other people, meaning through the work we do by equipping them to lead flourishing marriages, lead lives that, um, you know, just speak of goodness and growth and care, you know, that's what we do. And obviously if people want to join us on that faith journey, then that is amazing. But shifting gears today, we're specific touching on the topic of marriage mentoring. So Neil, do you want to give me just a, a bit of background about what marriage mentoring is and then maybe talk a bit about how it all started for you? Sure. I'll do the first part and, and Cheryl can jump in on the other part. So really my whole adult life, I've been curious about how people grow, how people change. And again, not just in Christian faith, though I would say wrestling with questions of faith is how every adult grows and matures. Everybody struggles with those questions of faith. So I've always thought, how do people grow? And I think the ancient way to learn anything was to find somebody who was good at it and apprentice to them. And so this is the rabbis and the disciples. This is, you know, the master uh, woodworker and, and the apprentice, this whole model. And then it used to also be true generationally because generations, you know, would live with each other and, and the wisdom of a generation would be handed on to other generations. So when we talk mentoring, I think we're tapping into a vein of human experience and learning that is millennia. Mm-hmm. I think this is the way it used yeah. to be. Now, in the Western yeah. modern world, we don't live generations together. So I think you have a lot of young adults who are launching into their adulthood or their married life without the benefit of older generations wisdom. And uh, we've also adopted a learning model where you go away and learn abstract concepts from somebody you don't know, like a college prof. And that's our education. So I think mentoring is just this powerful thing. And it's not because we invented it. I think this is the way humans have always learned at some level. Hmm. Yep. It's almost like it sounds like mentoring is to learning what story is to marketing or to the memory. Because if you think about it, the world is going on about how you need to tell stories, you know, Uh, facts tell, stories sell. Well, I think just summarizing what you've said, you know, abstract teaching may inform, but then mentoring would actually infuse a lifestyle or set of principles. So love that. So we were convinced of that and trying to do a good job as marriage pastors. And that's where we really invested heavy in mentoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just we knew that we would come to the limit of our <laughs> our ability to care for this, the marriages and families in our church. And we just wanted to find a way to replicate and multiply the doers, so to speak, the, the people who were investing in other people's marriages and relationships. And so we started looking into marriage mentoring. And, and um, what we realized was a lot of people were very hesitant to become marriage mentors. They didn't feel like they were competent enough or that their mm. marriage wasn't perfect. So how could they, they didn't mentor? feel like the gurus or the master? Nope. Exactly. Well, nobody does. We're all learning in this marriage journey. Um, so what we decided to do was to kind of really put a low threshold, a low entry point and develop a program of mentoring where people really could start getting involved and kind of learn as they go. Um, we took down a lot of the barriers, the the educational barriers, a lot of the mentoring mm-hmm. programs that existed that we were looking at were really expensive. And it was just time consuming. time consuming. It was just really hard to get into mentoring. So we decided to come up with basically the easiest mentor program you could ever come up with. And really based around this conversational model where we felt like if people can engage in life on life conversations 
It's encouraging. It's informative. If there is faith on, in either party, those questions come up. Uh, it's just a safe way mm. to, to begin to share story on story, to, back to your point. Yeah. And so you're saying marriage mentoring or the marriage mentoring that you developed is actually an easy to uh, start, uh, an easy to, to try program. You're not an expert. You're not a coach. You're not a counselor. You're simply somebody a season ahead in marriage trying to connect and maybe impart some of your learnings or wisdom or help another couple have a conversation. Yep. And when people take the training, they'll hear us say this or they'll hear the presenters say this. You listen about 75% of the time in mentoring. So you ask a good question and then you listen. I think particularly when you're trying to help adults learn, it's almost like you're trying to help them discover what they probably yeah. already have an inkling of. Mm-hmm. Or you're helping them yeah. connect dots they probably already have going on in their heads or their hearts or between the two of them. So a good question, it's fantastic. You, you can ask a good question sometimes and you just sit back and you watch this couple sort of move towards each other as they think out loud. And you go, well, tell me more about that. And, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you, have you ever heard him say that? You know, And you just have these moments where you watch this couple grow and it's fantastic. So no, you don't need to be an expert. You just got to care, Yeah. be a good yep. listener, and be willing to ask some questions. And create a safe space. Sure, that's right. Because sometimes couples know what they would like to have the other hear, but they haven't found a way to be able to say it to each other. And so sometimes yep. the mentoring environment is just a place for them to say things they already know and already feel. Um, yep. They've just never been given that opportunity. Yeah. Look, I went through the marriage mental training about a year ago now. And the important fact that was highlighted to me was the idea that like most of the difficult conversations in marriage are sort of just swept under the rug for the first six years of marriage. And by the time someone raises their hand to say, hey, something's not working here for me, those issues are so entrenched in the relationship. And what I appreciated about um, the training and the question that marriage mentoring guide was the fact that, like you said, Neil, you're facilitating a conversation. You're helping someone talk about something that would otherwise be too difficult to bring up in conversation. But now they're in a safe space. They're with someone that cares and they can actually have that conversation. So marriage mentoring is a facilitation of conversation with someone that's a season ahead of life and someone that cares and someone that wants to see another marriage thrive. So two people or four people, two couples with the same intention is how can we see relationships thrive? Now tell me, uh, Neil or Cheryl, I'm sure you've, you've mentored a number of couples. What is the transformation story that comes to mind when you were talking before about seeing a couple move towards one another when they talk about a topic. Um, I could literally see that you're seeing that couple in front of you, but, but for, for our podcast listeners, tell us, tell us about that one couple. Well, I'll tell you about the one. There's several. There are several. <laughs> Probably I'm sure one, they are. one of the most challenging was a couple that was just really immature in their ability to talk about their emotions and they come from troubled pasts and really had no role models in their life. When, when, when Neil and I started mentoring them, we kind of looked at each other and like, oh boy, I don't know what we just signed up for here. This is going to be a long go. <laughs> 
And so we actually did, we, we advised that, that you mentor for a year, but we, we kept with this couple for, I think a year and a half, but, um, boy, we saw some amazing progress by the end. They were able to say things that, uh, and use language that I don't even think they had at the beginning. And they're still together. They have two children and they're, and they're still in our lives, but not, not in a mentoring capacity, but that was probably the biggest transformation. We're mentoring a couple yeah. right now that there it's a really tough go as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where they'd be without uh, us, not because we're so special, but just somebody in their life to say, yeah. yep. you can do this. I mean, sometimes this is what the mentors can do best is just say, that sounds really hard, but you know what? We believe in you yeah. and, and we're here for you and, and we, you can do this. This particular couple has nobody in their lives that they could go to to talk about their marriage when they, were ha- when they had challenges. They're part of a church. They're part of a, a small town. And there was nobody in their life that they mm. felt safe talking about their mm. marriage too. Um, it's just crazy it, how isolated people are. It's so vulnerable. And um, like you say, small town community, who can I trust? I mean, I've got a reputation to uphold. Who do I go to to speak to when I've got something that I'm dealing with? But you're right. Sometimes just having that conversation in a safe space empowers us as a couple to work through this difficult topic or difficult issue or issue that once we get it out in the open might not be an issue. It's just something we need to talk about. I'll add to your original question. I've, we've seen this happen in several couples we've mentored. Because gosh, I don't know, we a couple dozen over the years. Uh, but I often see this dynamic when couples don't listen well to each other. Mm. That's quickly apparent in a mentoring session. And so, you know, we'll ask a question, and perhaps she's answering, or perhaps he's answering. And it's quite often it's nice to have two of you there because, like, I'm kind of watching the spouse. Like, I, I'm paying attention to the speaker, but I'm watching the spouse and. And then sometimes you'll ask a question to say the woman and the guy starts talking and you, and you need to say, you know, I want to hear what you have to say in a minute, but I asked her like sometimes people, their dynamic of feeling respected or listened to, or there's space for me to speak, or sometimes people are just shy and, and, you know, the, the other partner's not trying to be mean. They're just uncomfortable with silence. So they speak too quickly. And we've watched a lot of couples sort of sort that out and like give each other space and honestly listen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's always fun to watch because if people can talk and hear one another, they're likely going to sort it out. Mm-hmm. And I should just say that we gave you two examples of couples that were actually pretty troubled. Um, a lot of couples that are mentored have a great marriage. They just want, they yeah. just know there's more. So they're going to go after the more and they would like some mentors to help them to get to places they don't even know about. It just pops in my mind, uh, you know, um, I won't use their names, but uh, mentee couple has this list of questions and they can preview them before the conversation. And I remember this one couple, we'd sit down with them and they go, oh, we were previewing the questions yesterday and we had this great conversation. And like, we just sat there and it was like, oh, well, tell us about it. Like they already did the conversation. Yeah, the work. What, what I love about the program is the intentionality. Mm-hmm. So there are questions that have been designed to get the conversation going. And you're right. You could have those conversations by yourselves as a couple, mm-hmm. um, or you could share with another couple, or you could literally have a mentor couple there to help you stay civil when you're having this conversation. It's yeah, a safe sometimes. environment. Yeah. yeah. 
sometimes. Uh, talk to me about one of the one of the moments, Neil, that you thought, oh, apart from what have I got myself into, but how am I going to navigate through this sticky situation as a mentor? Wow. Well, in the mentor training, we talk um, about red flags and signs when there needs to be maybe a professional therapist involved and the interplay because mentoring is not therapy. And so if really profound issues are uh, raising their heads, trying to guide your mentee couple towards therapy is a good next step. So we've had a couple of those. I think uh, probably the couple we're mentoring right now, actually we have a session with them tomorrow online. They are so, they're just so emotionally shut down. They're nice to each other, but we keep prodding them. Like we sent them this feeling wheel. Like if you've seen a John Gottman's got this feeling wheel that provides words for people. And yep. so uh, it's hard to be patient when people are struggling to find the words because I'm so verbal and it's so tempting for me to jump in and rescue them or mm -hmm. throw them some words I think that's, no, I turned it around. That's more my problem. But I think for mentee, mentors to uh, watch your mentees struggle and still be patient with them is a real challenge. We've had some pretty explosive things be uh, come out in mentoring sessions. And then we very quickly have referred and worked on next steps. But we've continued to walk with those couples as they've gone into therapy or gone into counseling. So our, we clearly define our role as mentor and mentors and friends and along the journey with them while they're yep. also working with a counselor or a therapist. So those would probably be, those are fewer and farther between, but the, it has happened. Yep. But I think what I'm hearing is the fact that you're, not actually setting yourself up as an expert or a therapist. No. You are literally coming alongside another couple and, and helping them work through a That's conversation, right. which may be a, an easy conversation or something that, you know, would just be life giving to them, or it may be a conversation that touches on some raw things that are rather difficult to work with. How about maybe the mentor couple that says, look, I'm not equipped to be a, a mentor or, you know, I might be married for a few years. Uh, we've worked through a few things ourselves, but like I wouldn't even know where to start or how to create a safe space for someone. I think the, the training will answer a lot of those questions. Like uh, I think it talks about the format, uh, the safety, and it provides you with some safe startup questions. Every session, if people get a chance to look at them, starts lighter and then potentially goes deeper. And you never ask all the questions you could go into the mentors could go into the conversation, go, I won't be stuck. Like I have some tools here. There's say a dozen questions. We'll probably do five or six or seven depends on what the mentee couple really thrives on. So you don't need to feel like you got to come up with questions out of thin air. Though sometimes in the moment you do invent a new question, that's good, but the, there's plenty in the manual. The manual is, there's a lot of resources there and examples for people to draw on. So I don't think people need to feel they're lost. And then uh, when all else, uh, they have more questions than they contact uh, Family Life New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I do want to say this, though. You don't have to have everything figured out in your oh, own no. marriage to be good mentors. In fact, Neil and I have done, we're, we've been married 43 years. We have done some things really, really well mm -hmm. in our marriage. But it's not those things that seem to help other people. It's the things we've screwed <laughs> up or messed up or struggled yeah. with yeah. 
those are the things that seem to help other people. And so just by being willing to be honest about our own struggles, particularly in, in some areas of our relationship, sexuality, conflict, a few things that, you know, have been really troubled areas for us, being able to share that with another couple, just like, oh, well, then there's hope for us then. Your, your only qualification is you have to have a real marriage yeah, to be yeah. mentors. If you're plastic people and you're, you're kind of faking your way through marriage, uh, you're not going to be a good mentor. Then maybe you need to sign up for me. Good for point. Me. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but if you're honest about your marriage and it's it's healthy and vibrant and growing, you'll make an excellent mentor couple. Now, now you've spoken to me about the 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 mentees that you've worked with and some of the changes you've seen there. How about the mentors? Tell me about that couple that came to you a little bit uncertain. They tried it out and, you know, a year, two years down the track, you caught up with them and you, you heard about their journey. Yeah, we get that a lot. I'm not sure that we um, can't think of a specific illustration where they were hesitant and then they came back. But I'll, I will tell you that people will send us emails saying this is the best thing we've ever done for our marriage as mentors. <laughs> yeah, I think what's fun for, for couples is they do it together. So oftentimes, you know. Yep. Uh, the gentleman has his pursuits and the woman has her pursuits or their places of service, but they're independent of one another. Yep. And so they get a chance to sort of sit shoulder yep. to shoulder and care about the same thing, which is a very unifying moment for mm -hmm. the couple, right? So uh, they have their common concern for this couple. And the other deal is usually uh, the mentors have to preview the conversation themselves <laughs> before they try it on yep. for size with the mentees. So we have had mentors yep. go, we had the best conversation about like one of the conversations is about in-laws or one of the conversations is about what do you do with holidays or uh, vacation or money or sex and go, man, we had, one, we had a great conversation getting ready for our mentee yes. session. So they grow that way. At the church where we first planted this, we were up to maybe a couple hundred mentor couples and there was always a few that didn't repeat. Life situations changed. And I think some of them didn't find it meaningful. And I don't know uh, the anatomy of all that. But, you know, three quarters of them were like, we were only going to do one couple, but we're in again. Yeah. Like this mattered. Yeah. We mattered in somebody else's life, which made us feel good. And it helped us yeah. grow. So I would say uh, we have those stories. And couples saying, yeah, we were pretty nervous, but we just, we started with the book and we learned how to, you know, make it our own. That's been our experience, I'd say 75, 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. And I would always encourage people that you are further along than you realize. Mm -hmm. uh, you often don't realize how much you've worked through until you start working with someone yeah. who's dealing with some of the issues that has been wrenching issues in your own relationship. Yeah. I think this is incredibly important to realize uh, you're on a journey together you know you want to grow and then there's benefits for being a mentor couple so i can actually think about a story of a lady who came to our weekend to remember conference not too long ago her and her husband but the way that she got her husband there was to say hey think of the things we learn at the weekend that we would be able to help others with and then he was keen to go but initially he was like oh you know, I think our marriage is great. You know, why would we want to go to this um, weekend where we say, you know, you take your 
car in for a regular service because you don't want it to break down. And so I just think there's so much benefit in mentoring someone. And like you just mentioned, uh, Neil, the fact that you're having those conversations yourself, but you're also seeing others work through that and you're growing closer together because you're on a mission together and you're being meaningful in someone else's life. What are some of the surprises that you, that you found? I mean, you, you obviously started this idea with a good concept in mind, a direction of where it was going to go. What are some of the surprising benefits that you, you didn't think would be there? We made some good friends. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I think the biggest surprise for me was how willing mentees are to talk about their whole lives. I think people are just yeah. dying to share their life with somebody else and share their story with somebody else. You know, we'll get even a really shy couple that we start with. And by the second mentor t session, they're tripping over themselves to tell you their story and their life. And I, I just feel like it's, it's such wow. a way of honoring people to ask them about their life and their marriage story and really listen. Mm. People feel so validated and so honored. And so, um, and I think just even that piece then gives them strength to go on with the next piece that, in their journey that might be a little bit harder. I think one of the things that I delight in, we delight in with our mentor couples is highlighting to them how well they are doing and pointing out to them because a lot of times couples can only see the problem that's right in front of them or the, or they can only see the yeah. things that they do poorly in their relationship. And when you get a little bit of time and you can point out, you know what, you guys, look at how you just did that. You complimented your partner and you can kind of show them what they do that's so positive. And they go away like, hey, yep. we're a lot better couple than we thought. And that just gives them the strength and the courage to go on with, to tackle some of those things that might be a little bit harder. As Cheryl speaking, a, a quote came to my mind from a, there's a psychiatrist named Paul Tournier and he, he said, it takes two people to tell the truth, one to say it, and want to hear it. I think there's a wow. mystery there when the truth is spoken and it's received by another human being, or in this case, another couple, something really powerful happens and yeah. used the word surprise. We've seen it enough now that I don't think I get surprised, but there are these holy moments where one of the two will say something and the other person will all of a sudden like startle, or maybe they'll tear up or, and then we'll go, what, what's going on? And then she'll say, I've never heard you say that. Or, uh, you know, there's just these moments that you could never create, but you realize something significant yep. just happened because somebody said something and somebody heard something and God was there. I mean, this is our perspective. God's in the middle of that. And something real happened. Yep. And uh, so I love those surprises. We, mm -hmm. we see them. Now, they don't happen every moment. You know, like I think you get to those moments because you've had some of the more elementary conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's what can happen as you grow together and tell the truth. Yeah. So growing together, that's the goal. And I think um, to our listeners, uh, you might think, hey, I could do with being mentored in life. Uh, we want to encourage you, if there's someone in your community that you look up to that you say, hey, would you, would you teach us? Like we can see, we recognize you're a season ahead of us in marriage. Uh, would you be our mentors? You know, you can approach someone and say, hey, Family Life has this mentoring program. It's not difficult, but we really need someone to walk with us in our journey. So if you're that couple wanting to be mentored, I would encourage you. We get requests for mentors all the time. And unfortunately, we don't have enough mentors to actually mm -hmm. 
uh, help service those requests. So I want to put it back to you as a listener. If you're wanting to invest in your marriage in that way of being mentored, then go find a couple and then send them to us. Uh, we'll equip them with the resource and you guys uh, have that journey together. On the other side, if you're a couple that think, yeah, I think we've we've slain a few dragons in our in our marriage. We've crossed a few uh, rivers. We've uh, conquered a few mountains. Uh, we've got a lot to learn. But maybe there's something of our journey that would be helpful for someone else. I want to encourage you: check out marriage mentoring. Check it out, even if you're not sure that you're going to commit to doing it. I think you'd be surprised at the benefit uh, that it would add to your own marriage and relationship. Neil, Cheryl. So great to have you on as part of this conversation today. I think we should do this again sometime. But before we go, uh, closing thoughts, uh, maybe to mentors or mentees or just couples in general that are looking to build relationships that thrive. Well, I'll give Neil the final word. So I'll say my little bit. I think if we leave marriage education and marriage help to only pastors or therapists, we're missing mm. out on so much help we could be giving to each other. Mentoring activates people that aren't willing to get up on a platform and teach. They're not therapists. They're not willing to go through years of, mm -hmm. of education to become counselors. Mentoring activates people like Neil and I, real like, people. like you, real people living real lives mm -hmm. who just would love to be helpful to other people. And they see the value of marriages and families that are healthy. And they'd like to do a little bit to help that. It's a very low commitment, high results, high impact uh, investment. My final <laughs> word would be it's been... Uh, just impressed on my mind and my heart a lot in the last few months is the word more. So wherever people are listening, there's more for you. There's more for your relationship. Even if you think yep. you're like a rock bottom and you're not sure where the next step is, I guess I want to say there's more. And so get in touch with these good people at yep. Family Life New Zealand and find out maybe what even one small next step might be because there's more for you. And, and if you think you're doing great, awesome. Give thanks for that. But there's more for you. And maybe some of that more is to uh, help someone else mm. through becoming part of this community that Family Life New Zealand's building, maybe mentoring's piece of it, maybe there's some other things you can do. But sometimes for couples that are healthy, the next step is to start giving stuff away, to give your encouragement away, give your yep. wisdom away. So wherever you're at, people listening to this, I'm confident to say there's more for you in your relationship. So please pursue that. And I'm going to end that off just writing on your quote there, I believe one of the, the blessings that God gave right back at the beginning where he says to Abraham, in blessing, I will bless you. As we give, as we bless others with even the little bit that we've received, that gets mm. multiplied and that turns into even a greater blessing on our end and to others. So I think this is just an exciting opportunity for people to get involved, grow in their own marriages help another couple grow and let's change the world one marriage at a time. 100% with you on that. Come on, by Friday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks no, this is definitely a long-term journey. It's, it's all about a journey and it's all about making movements. Don't expect radical change immediately. <laughs> sure, that does happen sometimes, but more often than not, this is a journey. But the journey of a thousand miles begins with, that first with the first step. <laughs> brilliant. Neil, Cheryl, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to catching up with you guys again soon. Likewise. Let's do it thank again. Thank you very much. Bye for now.
We're all familiar with mentoring. It's all about sharing knowledge, skills, and personal experiences to guide another person towards reaching their full potential. It's about investing your time and talents to make a positive difference in the life of another. In a nutshell, it's discipleship at its best. Marriage mentoring is exactly the same, except you're doing it as a couple and you're doing it with a couple. At Family Life, we run an outstanding program to train you to be exceptional marriage mentors. We equip you in the art of asking skillful questions, which then help younger couples grow together and do marriage well. Become a marriage champion for others and register today for our online training at familylife.nz. You've been listening to the Family Life New Zealand podcast, where we believe that when people develop their relationship skills, their relationships flourish. If you found this conversation useful and want to help us reach more families, simply rate it, review it, and share it. We'll see you next time.